and I'll do that by saying welcome to everybody who's tuned in online um, to another weekly one of our security seminars. And if you've tuned in early, you heard us talking about them just now. Um, I'm thrilled to have Steve Lipner as our speaker today. He has one of the more illustrious careers in cybersecurity and one of the deep thinkers in the field. Um, it's only partially captured by his bio on our website, but you can find others online. He has been involved in uh, so many efforts as we look back over security, including uh, some development for um, work in, uh, related to the uh, Rainbow Series, um, for trusted computing, including um, architect for the Microsoft Trusted Computing Initiative um, and worked there for several years helping to secure their products. He's currently the executive director of SafeCode, which is a nonprofit that's focused on uh, better software, on software assurance. Um, and gee, he, he has so many other things, accolades and, and uh, other issues related to his past. I'm not going to spend more time other than to say it's a real honor to have him here joining us. And he's going to talk to us about a recent National Academy study that he chaired on the future of encryption. And so without further ado, um, well, actually, there is some further ado. Let me just state to all the attendees, if you have a question or comment for Steve, please post it in the Q&A. Don't put it in the chat. What's in the chat is the link to that National Academy's report, but your questions and answers should go in the Q&A. And with that, Steve, please take it away. Matt, thank you very much. I, I assume, what do we, what, what do we, we queue up the, we queue up the Q&A and then, uh, and then, and then you, uh, you, you run through them at the end. That's the usual way. If you want to take okay. it between, we can, but I would say complete your talk first. Okay. That, that's, that's what I just wanted, wanted to confirm that. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Spaff, for that great in, introduction. Um, I feel like, you know, it's, uh, there, there are few, few, few of us, few of us, fewer every day, it seems, who have been around since the early, early days of, of cybersecurity. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun, fun and an honor to, uh, to, to be back to Purdue, even if only virtually and, and have a chance to talk with folks. Um, I'm going to, as I, as I said, um, this is, uh, talk is based on a study uh, for the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine that I chaired. I'll talk a little more about the uh, study and its relation to the talk in a minute. Um, by way of introduction, I think if you're interested in cybersecurity, you're following uh, following the, the press. Um, I guess you read the New York Times um, a week ago, Monday maybe. Um, you know that encryption is really um, a hot topic, even outside the uh, even outside the uh, the confines of the cybersecurity specialist world, um, most of that is about um, the the potential impact of quantum computers. Um, and a quantum computer is um, is one that uh, 
uses uh, uses the special 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 properties of of entangled photons. I think I'm not I'm not able to go much deeper into that. But the key thing is that it can appear to be solving problems in parallel in a way that speeds up some uh, computation. And in particular, Shor's algorithm uh, for a quantum computer developed by a MIT professor named Shor um, threaten, uh, offers um, much faster way, way of factoring uh, large, large numbers and and that in turn threatens the public key and crypto systems that are that are fundamental to a lot of things, including essentially all of internet security. Um, and so the threat, especially of of, of quantum, um, has uh, led to the need for and creation of what are called post quantum encryption algorithms. Um, that don't rely on uh, factoring factoring large integers or on uh, discrete logarithms, but other um, other mathematical principles to provide public key cryptography that can't be broken by a quantum computer um, with with Shor's algorithm. Or we, we hope hope they can't. Um, and with the emergence of those post quantum algorithms. Then there's the small matter of changing all of the internet over to the new uh, new new standards, new software, uh, new systems for uh, for managing and distributing and, and storing and, and revoking keys, um, and um, and 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 the uh, the 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 there aren't any quantum computers today, to the best of our knowledge. Nobody's running Shor's algorithm to break um, um, encrypted data, but and and the and it's not clear when we'll have quantum computers. But um, but but um, there's this there's a threat um, to to store data. Talk, talk a little more about about that in a few slides, I think. But yeah, just do it do it now. Short version is that um, if somebody captures data and stores it now, um, and then has a quantum computer in the future, they can go back and and break uh, break the encryption, and that's a threat to to data whose secrecy is supposed to be long lived. Um, in addition to the quantum computer sort of focused. Um, Interests, which is which is a primary source of urgency, a lot of other things, and just for example, uh, policy issues um, related to uh, uh, law enforcement access to encrypted information, and that pops up in the press every I don't know year or two. Um, recent issue 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 that got a lot of press, I think, was the the uh, the terrorist incident. In um, I believe Santa Barbara uh, a few years ago, and and the FBI attempt to getting access to uh, an encrypted cell phone, and so should should law enforcement have ways of, of accessing encrypted information? Cryptocurrency is another um, issue that has an impact on um, on on government re regulation of, of finances, um, and um, and basically knowledge of the economy 
So a lot of different things associated with uh, with encryption. Whoop, let's try down. Um, the, the study in question was tasked by the US intelligence community, community, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to the National Academies of Science and Engineering to conduct a, a study that they called the future of encryption. It was motivated in part by the quantum computer threat, um, and and I suspect that may have been a major uh, a major consideration in actually asking for the study. But the scope wasn't limited to the quantum um, threat and and responding to it. Um, it was really you know what's the what's the future for encryption? What's the future for decryption? Um, of, of adversaries information, um, how how are things likely to to proceed and, and evolve, and what what are going to be the issues dealing with encrypted information in in the future? The deliverable for the the study was a set of of scenarios, um, and we'll go more into that idea of scenarios um, in a few slides. But the important thing is that we were requested to produce a range of plausible futures rather than a prediction of what the future would look like. And we were really just to ask to look what might happen, not how, how will you solve that. Study wasn't tasked to produce recommendations. We didn't, uh, we didn't produce recommendations. There are findings which we'll go into um, and you can sort of infer a recommendation from, from many of the findings. Um, one thing, um, this, this study, this presentation is based on the study report, which you have the link to, but it's my own perspective. This isn't a, a, a presentation on behalf of or endorsed by the National Academies or the Director of National Intelligence or anybody else but me. So, um, so just for that, for, for what is what it's worth, that's what that's what you're getting. A word about the study committee and the study process. Uh, National Academy does a lot of studies for the uh, for for the government and for for nonprofit organizations. Um, they have a playbook for what they call a consensus study that involves assembling a uh, a committee of people with with diverse backgrounds. Um, Spaff and I have been on other studies together in the past. Um, and uh, this particular study com committee had, had 14 members, um, some um, sort of very prestigious um, cryptographers, both from industry and from the academic community, um, system security people and security experts, um, I guess they put me into that category. I am definitely not a cryptographer or a cryptography researcher, um, as well as policy experts, attorneys, people who are um, steeped in law and, and intelligence law, and then intelligence community veterans, um, as well as a uh, as well as as, a, as an expert um, on the the scenario based methodology that the intelligence community was in interested in. Um, 
The committee ran from September 2020 to October 21. And if you think think of that, you know it ran during the, the pandemic. Um, it ran only by Zoom meetings. We never had a full committee meeting. Um, um, and, uh, and, and at the end of October, over 2021, we had a draft report that went out for the National Academy's peer review and, and vetting process, um, came back to us in the spring of 2022. Um, we, we revised it and released it for publication in the summer of last year um, and the final briefings um, to uh, including a public briefing which may be findable online, um, is, uh, we're, we're done in September of 22. It was an, an unusual, um, the, the full list of committee members, as well as the report outline are included at the end of the presentation, was sort of a strange committee that never met um, met face-to-face. -face. I think it functioned well, uh, but it seems to me like like you sort of lose something doing things that way. The statement of task, that's a, you know, sort of the statement of work for a contract for a study with the National Academies um, was, as I alluded to, um, to, to identify potential scenarios over the next 10 to 20 years for the balance between encryption and decryption. What, um, what makes the cryptographic protection of information stronger and more reliable, more assured, what makes the uh, cryptographic protection of information we weaker or less assured and could be used to, to decrypt an adversary's, uh, an adversary's encrypted information. Um, assess the national security implications of, of the scenarios um, and then uh, identify options for responding and implications for the intelligence community in the future. So it's really, really pretty broad, a major technical component, but also sort of a, a policy and, um, and, and business strategy, strategy um, uh, component as well. I think I had this on the previous slide. I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, the study was unclassified. Uh, the the members weren't cleared for the study, didn't have access to any classified information. Um, most of the uh, most of the most of the uh, all the presentations by to the committee by outsiders were uh, were were open were not, noticed on the uh, academy website and and open to the public if if people wanted to, to join. Now I don't know what the range of um of uh of of people on this uh seminar are so so let me just talk for a minute about encryption um yeah it's the science of transforming information using an algorithm uh and a key the uh the algorithms assumed to be widely known essentially public and the information is supposed to be unreadable as long as the decrypt the key, or in the case of public key encryption, the decryption key is is protected. 
um, and then um, and that the, that sort of cryptography, you know, the basics of what encryption is. There are two kinds in in wide use: um, uh, symmetric or secret key cryptography uh, that is used for for bulk bulk or, or payload encryption. Um, the the data that flows, I guess, for example, on the Zoom link, is encrypted with symmetric uh, with symmetric cryptography un, under under a key between uh, between your web browser um, and and a Zoom server. Um, and uh, the symmet symmetric symmetric in, encryption is based on on complex data manipulations um, that um, are, are, are uh, hard 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 to undo without the key um, and there's there's not really there are mathematical techniques involved in 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 devising analyzing and uh, and attempting to break um, symmetric cryptography but there it, it's not not so much a mathematical problem as it is an 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 engineering or or innovative problem inventing new uh, new kinds of manipulations that that resist attacks public examples of um, of of symmetric cryptography include aes the the old des data encryption standard and a new lightweight encryption algorithm symmetric algorithm that uh, was recently standardized by NIST. Um, public key cryptography is, is very different. Uh, public key cryptography is based on mathematical problems um, and, and the problem of NP completeness. Um, you, want an, you want a problem that's easy to compute, but, but but hard or almost impossible to to, re, to to undo to reverse, and public key cryptography is based on hard mathematical problems. Um, factoring huge integers is, is an example. Discrete logarithms is an is an example. Uh, finding points on an elliptic curve is an exa example. Um, the new um, the new post-quantum algorithms are based on um, on on finding shortest shortest path paths in in mathematical lattices. Um, public key cryptography algorithms tend to be slow, um, certainly slower than symmetric, and so they're used for key ex exchange or key negotiation and for authentication of blocks of information. You use something called a secure hash. To get a, a small number, basically, or a, a blob of data that can then be uh, uh, encrypted uh, to achieve authentication. You don't use public key for large quantums of quantities of information. And public key cryptography, those mathematical problems are what Shor's algorithm solves. And so, um, what we're the whole all all the fuss is about trying to find. New algorithm, public key algorithms um, that are uh, that are uh, that are that are not su susceptible to attack by uh, by Shor's algorithm. Back to our Zoom link. 
when you connected to the Zoom site, there was a public key exchange that went on once to authenticate the site to your uh, Zoom application, um, probably not to authenticate you to the Zoom server. Uh, that was done with a, with a password after the encryption was negotiated. And then the, the public key exchange with the Zoom site um, gave, create, established the symmetric key that's using something like AES uh, for, to protect the exchange between the server and, and your Zoom application. Symmetric cryptography is not viewed as heavily threatened by quantum computers. There's a search algorithm known as Grover's algorithm that halves the time to do an exhaustive, an exhaustive search for a symmetric key, but that's nowhere near as dramatic as the impact of Shor's algorithm on, pub on public key, um, which basically solves uh, solves the problem in, in, in polynomial time. Uh, so AES, uh, for example, you double the key length um, and you're um, and you're and you're you're okay even in the presence of quantum computers. Talk a little about the way we did the study. Um, this is the the futurist scenario planning kind of approach to thinking about things that that might happen. And and as I said, this was requested in the uh, in the statement of tasks to the academies. And so what. What you do is think about the problem space, you know, encryption taken pretty broadly in our case. Um, you, you identify a set of drivers, key factors, key considerations that will, that, that will drive the way the world evolves in, in the future. And then once you've got your drivers identified, um, you you identify for each of them sort of two end states, two opposing states, um, high and low, good and bad. I'll, I'll give you some some concrete examples in the next slide. Um, and and those identify worlds, and, and typically you do three drivers, three orthogonal drivers. Um, and those give you eight possible worlds, high and low. You identify some interesting scenarios or interesting looking worlds. And then you think about what might happen if those, those things reflected the world of reality in the future. And you, uh, you document your scenarios and then you think about their implications in terms of risks, opportunities, um, you know, future future actions to to mitigate to mitigate the risks. Let me be a little more concrete, and maybe that'll help. Um, thinking about the future of encryption, uh, we came pretty quickly to three orthogonal um, orthogonal orthogonal drivers of the future. Uh, the first was scientific advances. Um, the rate at which case the, the science of encryption um, evolves and and the rate at which um, at which in at which new technologies um, can can emerge and, and be uh, and be made ready for use. 
and and the 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 uh, states of scientific advances might be either predictable, ho hum, next year's like this year, or disruptive. Something exciting happens uh, to make to make a new breakthrough, change change the the, the fate of of the world. Um, so your quantum computer, a quantum a quantum computer in three years would be disruptive, for example. Society and governance, um, you know, how governments, policymakers, economies, populations interact um, in general and in particular um, in ways that overlap the uh, um, encryption and the and the operations of the intelligence community. Um, and for those, we decided that the, the two end states were fragmented and global. Uh, fragmented, you know, government governments um, sort of at, at, at loggerheads with each other, populations, um, lots of disruption and uh, and and controversy even within even within countries, even with within pop populations, lots of lots of interest groups, um, global. Um, a much more uh, maybe maybe peaceful or at least maybe ordered, maybe um, uh, cohesive um, state of society um, within countries and 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 internationally. Uh, and so um, those are that those are those are the two society and governance states, and then systems. Which is how you, you know, for 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 the problem of encryption, how you build the systems that use um, that use cryptography. Um, chaotic um, systems are sort of slammed together. Um, encryption is used, but people don't necessarily know what they're doing when they use it. Um, systems are built um, in in sort of a chaotic um, uh, fashion. I suppose I could say you uh, move fast and break things um, might be a, a symptom of chaotic um, and mature at the opposite end says basically you get quality, you get predictability, you get uh, robustness, you get you get security. So so those are the three um, drivers that we we identified. And then the next thing we did was to dig down into each of those drivers to say, okay, you know, what what are the specific attributes of uh, of each of the endpoints of each of the drivers? I've got three slides to talk about each of the drivers, um, and we'll start in same order: uh, pre, uh, scientific advances, then society and governance, and then systems. Um, and for scientific advances, predictably, um, you know, no, no quantum computers. What you see is what you get. Uh, people keep researching, uh, but nothing, nothing ever comes out. When I think about quantum computers, I sometimes think about uh, nuclear fusion. And I remember reading in Popular Science magazine decades and decades ago about how nuclear fusion was soon going to be uh, 
the power source for uh, for for the country or the world that was going to be clean and, and limitless. Not so much. Um, so quantum computers might turn out to be sort of the, the nuclear fusion of, of computing. Um, or, you know, quantum in a disruptive world, you might see unforeseen improvements that, uh, that make quantum computers feasible, fast, um, available. Um, on another predictable uh, advance, is a, a suite of quantum resistant encryption algorithms. We know that that's predictable because actually NIST is in the process, the National Institute of Standards and Technology is in the process of standardizing quantum resistant encryption algorithms. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, they just released their first draft standards within the last month, month or, or so. And so that's, on on track, um, a cryptographic development that that would be disruptive. Um, you know, we don't know. We 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 don't we we understand that factoring, for example, is a is a hard problem. But there's no mathematical proof. There's nothing nothing that says for sure how hard it is. And so somebody might. Make a cryptic cryptanalytic breakthrough um, that made factoring easy. Um, not likely, but disruptive if it happened. And then the final thing in the scientific advances space is um, is is um, techniques for computing on encrypted data. We have those today. They're in some use. The, the usage is limited, um, and and uh, and and people use them only in specialized scenario. Uh, uh, on the other hand, new applications, new breakthroughs might cause a frenzy of attention. Something like an increase in the in the use of of, uh, of cryptocurrencies. Um, internet use might be uh, trans social media or advertising might be transformed by uh, the wide adoption of computing on encrypted data. Basically, I can share with my friends, but uh, the social network, social, social media operators can't, um, can't, can't target, target my dialogue for, uh, for advertising. So, um, so, so those, those are the endpoints of, uh, of scientific advances. And I have to go a little faster because I'm, I'm just tracking time and, and slide count. Um, in society and governance, uh, fragmented might carry over into, into information technology data processing. Governments might just demand local data storage. They might demand local processing. You know, you can have a cloud service, but you have to put your server in our country, um, governments might demand access and might limit privacy. Um, citizens might mistrust governments in ways that would pose internal and external challenges for intelligence community. People might might be 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 have security clearances, but not be trustworthy. Um, that's 
you know, if, if you know, then that's that can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on the scenario. But in general, it's a symptom of fragmentation um, and localization. Um, you know, I yeah, you can encrypt, but you you encrypt with my algorithm that's approved by my my government. And 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 similarly, global is just you know sort of the opposite. Um, a unified internet uh, and and strong encryption uh, internet wide. Citizens are trust. Um, their governments, um, and uh, perhaps that enables solutions for intelligence community uh, that are privacy preserving and people believe in, uh, and international standards. Those are some things that are examples of uh, of the a global sort of outcome uh, on uh, on on society and society and governance. We talked in depth about law enforcement access to encryption. I mentioned that earlier. There's a there's a text box on that. We talked about the impact of cryptocurrencies on um, on on uh, on 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 government related regulation of finance. And then the last of the drivers is is systems um, and chaotic. You know. Customers cope with the security they're delivered. Uh, vendors prioritize features and performance per in over security. Uh, slow progress in in security tools and processes. Um, and 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 most developers don't know about uh, don't know about security as a part of uh, of engineering IT systems and could care less. Um, the uh, uh, the opposite, mature uh, customers insist on secure products, and the vendors hear them and view security as something that is really must have and are willing to invest to make that happen. Um, you get significant market progress, um, and implied in that is that developers, engineers, people who build systems. Have have broad, deep knowledge of what it means to build a secure system. Um, in we as the as the uh, as the committee talked about the systems driver, it became evident that that was really an important consideration, even with even with really nice, strong cryptography. Um, crummy systems practices can undermine that. So now we've got three drivers, uh, two states of each. That gives us eight worlds, eight potential worlds. Um, and you know, this is just a a, 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 a a diagram of what those eight look like. Uh, we gave each um, we gave each a number, and now the uh, the challenge. Typically, you'll you'll do. Uh, Three scenarios uh, across the eight worlds, and so uh, the question was to pick the uh, pick the three three scenarios uh, based on the states of of those drivers. And the ones we picked were um, scenarios two with disruptive scientific advances, fragmented society and governance, and mature systems practices. 
scenario five with predictable uh, scientific advances, fragmented society and governance, and chaotic systems practices, and scenario six with disruptive scientific advances, fragmented society and governance, and chaotic um, and 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 chaotic system practices. Um, you'd normally explore each state of each driver somewhere. And you notice that we said fragmented, fragmented, fragmented. And 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 maybe maybe that's a, a perspective on the way the world looked to the committee. Maybe it's a uh, it's a, a statement that the fragmented cases were more interesting um, as well as more realistic. Um, we do get a lot of variation amongst scenarios from the choices of systems and scientific advances, but we did feel it was it was more appropriate to uh, to explore three scenarios with fragmented science, society and governance. So now I'm going to go through this the worlds and scenarios um, and just do that. Try to try to stay on track for time here. Um, so the and and you know our, our futurist incur encouraged us to give each uh, scenario a name. I'm not I'm not prepared to, to defend defend the names, but uh, but the names are in, in the report. Um, scenario two with uh, mature uh, systems practices and disruptive uh, scientific advances. Um, the scenario features a, a breakthrough in quantum computing. Uh, so there's a, a threat to public key algorithms uh, posed by the availability of quantum, quantum computers. Uh, but because um, the, of, the, of the transition to mature systems practices, um, the effect of the quantum computing is sort of is balanced out. Um, basically, defense against uh, attacks on encryption has the advantage, and that makes uh, reliance on other things like human intelligence much more of a priority for the intelligence community. Um, internationally, um, you you find you find fragmentation. That's that's what the scenario is. And in this case, that means uh, you wind up with multiple blocks, um, each with its own preferred encryption standard. Uh, but you know the breakthroughs are the breakthroughs, um, and so they all have access. They all have access to the post quantum standards, and and we don't we don't restrict mature mature systems practices to any particular country, any particular player. Um, so the defense still has the advantage. Although the seams between different um, between different encryption standards obviously uh, provide provide a target uh, for for intelligence community intelligence collection. The second scenario um, is called the known world only more so, and maybe that sort of feels like uh, feels like where we are. Um, Predictable, predictable scientific advantage advances. No quantum computer, 
um, no no breakthroughs, and 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 with chaotic systems, no breakthroughs in secure system development. Uh, so breaches are common. Um, everybody catches up because uh, technology isn't changing fast enough, and 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 uh, it's it's an attacker's world. Um, you know, lots of buggy systems, uh, lots of buggy implementations of, uh, of 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 soft software. Even though, even though, even though you know, there's a transition to uh, to the post quantum encryption algorithms. That transition is slow and painful. And meanwhile, um, you know, it's the vulnerability of the weak club. Um, it's just uh the stand stand standards fragment um and uh and and attack but but because because of of the lack of progress attacks on systems are are the the province of government and, and private actors large and small um if that that sort of sounds like the known world only more so there that's the source of uh that's the source of, of the, the name of this scenario and then finally, what, what we called colony collapse, which has a disruptive scientific advances, but still chaotic system development, still a fragmented uh, society and governance. And um, you know that, that this scenario is sort of a reminder that you don't need to have a quantum computer to have a bad day. Uh, there's, there's no quantum computer, but there's a breakthrough in factoring um, plus the problems of chaotic systems um, put it, it put it information at risk um, even 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 without even without the uh, even without the quantum computer um, the 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 advances in scientific advances uh, provide capabilities for computing on encrypted data. But because of fragmented society and governance, people don't trust it, um, and so all those things wind up leading to an offensive advantage um, and a continuing stream of attacks. We we identified um, common trends across the three scenarios, um, including. The ones shown here, uh, weakening uh, of alliances, um, basically, who do you trust? Who can you rely on for help? Uh, challenges in recruiting talented employees that come both from you know, sort of lack of emphasis on systems and on scientific advances in um, in, in in education, um, plus the fact that you know with fragmented uh, frag, fragmented society and governments, how can you trust employees? Who do you trust? And fragmentation leads to to a multitude of target targets, not only from the degradation of of standards and and common markets, uh, but also from from the diversity of systems. Uh, that just result uh, result from fragmentation, meaning you've got a lot of different intelligence targets to try to collect against. And 
Um, we also identified common preparations across the scenarios, you know, try to get to mature systems. I guess the comment, comment there is duh, we, uh, definitely a good idea if, if we can do it. Figure out the things uh, that the United States can do to provide uh, high quality and trustworthy staff uh, both for the intelligence community and in general. Try to limit fragmentation. Again, you know, sort of uh, nice, nice if we can manage to do it. And focus on maintaining um, and sustaining alliances with, with other countries. Now we, in I, I said at the beginning that we identified um, we identified uh, some some key findings uh, that sort of imply directions beyond the the common preparations, and so I'm just going to go through those first, the general findings, and then specifically for the intelligence community, um, chaotic systems undermine the security of encryption. We, we, we pounded on that because it, the more we look, the more important it is. That's a high level finding. There, there are detailed findings in, in the report that, that, that go beyond that in terms of, of things that ought to be done in education, in research, um, to try to, to build the quality of systems. That was probably the you know, a big, a big recommendation, um, emphasis on education and engineering and educate emphasis on, on education in science, in science and, and the ability to make scientific advances as well. Um, fragmented society and governance can dis degrade the security of systems, uh, because, uh, people, people don't, don't trust don't trust the, the things that they can get that would otherwise uh, be good and, and because uh, organizations are not trusted. Um, so fragmented society and governance uh, tends to degrade things. Um, technical talents in short supply. Uh, that's back to the education point. Uh, we thought the mathematical breakthrough um, is getting less attention, certainly less attention than the threat of a quantum computer. And it's it's something that people ought to be keeping an eye on, even as, even as they worry about quantum computers. Um, computing on encrypted data is something where there's been a lot of progress made, a lot of, pro it's a hot research area. Um, it can improve security and privacy. Um, and if, if with with trust, with, if people trust it, um, and an important an important positive contribution uh, to 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 the security of society. And then uh, final point um, with more adversary nations making advances, um, the uh, the advantage of the intelligence community um, in in encryption and decryption. Um, is is it is it risk, and so that's something we uh, we wanted to point out. And for the intelligence community in particular, we said that encryption was was going to continue to be important. Um, that uh, 
that early detection of trends, um, you know, our breaks emerging is one country uh, getting to a much higher standard in 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 doing mature systems than another. Those are th trends that are going to be important, and the intelligence community uh, needs to watch out for them. Uh, may or may not be easy to detect those things. Could you develop a quantum computer in secret? We actually have a text box about that. Um, plan for alternate um, outcomes as well as trying to uh, trying to detect detect them. Um, make the stakes associated with encryption, with things like uh, mature systems, with things like education, clear to the, to policymakers. And for the intelligence community, it may be necessary to adopt new personnel policies to get access to uh, to more uh, capable employees uh, or talent in the uh, in the encryption space. So those are our fi findings, both for the intelligence community and um, and and for the general uh, issues of of the future of encryption. Um, and that basically goes through the report. Two additional slides. One of them is the, the committee members. Um, I was the chair, Mark, Mark Lowenthal, who, who retired from, from CIA after, after a long career, was the vice chair. And then the other, uh, other members, as I said, a variety of, of organizations and backgrounds. Um, and the report outline basically pretty much followed it with the uh, with the presentation, uh, but you have have access to the report. There's the URL, but it's also in the in the chat. So with that, let's um, probably about nine minutes left. Let, let's let's go to questions. Thank you, Steve. We have one question uh, which I'll read to you. Uh, does the industry have the hardware and technology that can implement Shor's algorithm already? Or is it still in the making? Um, so, so to implement Shor's algorithm would require a, a quantum computer, and um, there are quantum computers around now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the power or the capability of of a quantum computer is measured in something called qubits, quantum bits. And um, they're, they're all uh, quantum computers operate uh, in a variety of hostile environments, you know, low temperature, low temperature uh, and, um, and, and very noise sensitive. Uh, so the quantum computers we, we see now are, are in the range of tens of hundreds of qubits and I believe, believe those are what are called noisy qubits. So then you have to apply error correction on top of that. To run Shor's algorithm, I believe you're talking about thousands of qubits or millions of noisy qubits. So we're a long way from there with the systems that are publicly known. Could somebody have a, a quantum computer in the basement that they're grinding away with? Um, I don't, uh, we, we certainly don't know that. I don't know that, um, seem, seems unlikely, but, uh, if they, if, if they are, they haven't told me. 
so no Shor's algorithm at the moment, to the best of anybody's knowledge. I, close this window. I, I think, uh, Steve, it's it's entirely likely that uh, some countries, if they were to make a breakthrough advance and develop one of these, they wouldn't advertise the the existence of it mm -hmm. uh, for a while because mm -hmm. they would want to take advantage of, as you mm -hmm. noted, the fact we haven't made as much progress replacing uh, some of our algorithms with quantum safe algorithms yet. Yeah, one of one of the things one of the things I had um, in in my notes that I that I that I skipped over this whole matter of stored data. Um, if you have data, you know, government, national security, intelligence um, data that you want to keep, um, that you want to keep secret for 50 years, which is, which is certainly not unheard of, I surprised this was then, um, then if, if you want to keep it secret for 50 years and somebody creates a quantum computer that can run Shor's algorithm 20 years from now, you have to go back in time and have encrypted that with, with, uh, with, with that information with, uh, um, with, uh, with, with, with quantum, uh, with, with, with a post, with post quantum algorithms uh, 30, 30, 30 years ago. Because otherwise, some if somebody somebody's collecting it now, or or was collecting it for the last thirty years, um, and and gets a or you know just started thirty years ago, and gets their quantum computer in in twenty in twenty years from now, then then your your fifty year secrecy period is at risk. So um, so you know I mean we've got. We've got the, the post-quantum algorithms. They're starting to emerge. Um, we don't yet have the standards to plug them into SSL although or TLS, although people um, although people are experimenting with that. But it's gonna it may be it, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a slog. And if 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 it is possible to build a, a quantum computer of a scale to threaten uh, to threaten to run to run Shor's algorithm, then um, then then there's there's significant potentially a significant period of vulnerability. Yeah, I would recommend for anybody uh, who's listening in on this uh, who is interested in in that aspect. Uh, there's a classic case in the literature called the Venona papers, the Venona ciphers. Yeah, yeah. Um, where uh, information was collected from uh, Soviet um, nuclear spies that was not readable at the time it was collected, but as computing advanced into later years and more data, um, there were breakthroughs that were made. It's an interesting story, longer than we can go into here, uh, but uh, you can find Venona, V-E-N-O-N-A, uh, if you do a search. Um, one more question, Steve, here is, which of the following outcomes from the study do you think is most likely for the future? I, as the as the I I, I wasn't 
I, what, we, you know, the committee was definitely not supposed to answer that question, and and we didn't. Um, I think there's all right. So let's let's take it take it dimension by dimension. Um, I think you know uh, you know I mean there's sort of a message in the fact that we pick three fragmented scenarios. Okay, and so you know that's you know that you know that's that's the way things are sort of looking at the moment. Uh, it could change in twenty years, but but that's the way things are looking at the moment, at least to me. Um, as far as scientific advances, I think we're going to see some scientific advances. I'm not going to bet on whether we're going to see a, uh, a, uh, a quantum computer. I'm not going to bet on whether we're going to see a factoring breakthrough. That's possibly less likely. Um, I, th I, I, think, I think breakthroughs and advances in computing on encrypted data um that's those are probably more more likely that's an area that people see a lot of opportunity in and so we may see something there and then as far as systems you know i systems is my area i've been working in it uh what for 50 50 years 53 years something like that um and i'm ever hopeful uh i think that um i think I think that the things, you know, that uh, we talk about this in the report, um, the uh, the exec the cybersecurity executive order from from the Biden administration um, in 2021 uh, that that told told vendors, hey, start to apply best practices. You know, that's that's not everything everybody could do. It's not everything everybody was hoping for when when I started this business. In, in this business in the 70s and 80s. But um, I think people people are under pressure to get serious. And so I'm I'm hoping that we'll see progress in that space, if not to fully mature, at least a lot better than we are today. Uh, great. And um, I, I think uh, uh, saying which is most probable is if if you could do that reliably, uh, placing some well-timed stock uh, purchases uh, might be a great idea. Um, thank you for that. Uh, I had a request uh, about um, the, the Venona. Uh, yeah, I, I did that. I, I put it in. Yeah, you did it, and so did I. Yeah. Uh, so we've got we've got that for anyone who's interested. Uh, again, I would recommend the report, like most National Academies reports, is is well sourced, well written, uh, has references, and is is worth reading if you're interested in the topic. the The National Academies uh, turns out a number of reports every year in a wide variety of subjects, where they gather distinguished experts from a variety of of fields. Uh, to analyze problems, generally at the request of government agencies, uh, Congress in particular, um, and produce these definitive nonpartisan studies. And um, if you're interested in quantum or cryptography, this is a great place to start uh, or continue your education. And as was noted uh, by Steve Moscarelli, um, there are some ongoing um, 
presentations on quantum safe algorithms and the future of quantum um, that you can see here. NIST also has publications. This is an area for uh, um, uh, quite a bit of study if any of you are interested. I'll also mention Purdue not only has several faculty who are working in cryptography, we also have a group that's working in quantum computing. And so um, we have some local resources if you're interested. But most of all, uh, uh, thank you, Steve, for joining us. It is always a delight to see you. And um, we very much appreciate this and other things you've been doing for the community. As you said, uh, finding it difficult to retire. I, I hope that continues to be the case. Uh, uh, your expertise is, is uh, a very special and very important for the field. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you, Spaff. It was uh, it was fun getting getting back to Purdue virtually. I still hope to get back there for real at, at at some at some point. Travel sort of sort of up and down this year, but uh, but it's it's great great to have this connection. It's great to be back, um, and and great to great to have a chance to to share the share the work. As to as to uh, the the uh, the encryption. The, the report uh, SPAF SPAF mentioned um, it does have an executive summary if you're if you don't want to wade through the the whole thing um, and the uh, New York Times front page article a week ago Monday talking about um, talking about post post quantum also also an interesting very lay oriented report uh, resource thank you. Yeah, and uh, um, I, I will also mention all the National Academies reports are uh, available to read for free. Um, you don't have to purchase them, although if you want a hard copy, you can purchase one, but they are available for free. And with that, um, we'll close out another week of seminar. And uh, please join us next week when, uh, when Masters of MITRE Corporation will be talking about... Uh, Cyber Risk Analysis for Critical Infrastructure, again at 4.30 on Wednesday. And uh, in, in the interim, everybody have a good week. And thank you again, Steve. Thanks, Pat. Bye, all. Bye-bye.